the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Well, let's listen to Mark Robinson at his local city council meeting. Cut one. I'm here to stand up for the law-abiding citizens of this community. Because I'm going to tell you that what's going to happen. You can take the guns away from us all you want to. You all write a law, I follow the law, I'll bring my guns down here, I'll turn them in. But here's what's going to happen. The Crips and the Bloods on the other side of town, they're not going to turn their guns in. They're going to hold on to them. And what's going to happen when you have to send the police down there to go take them? The police can barely enforce the law as it is. It's what I see. We demonize the police, criminalize and, and, and vilify the police, and we make the criminals into victims. And we're talking about restricting guns? How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that when the police department's already hamstrung? You're not going to be able to go down here and take these guns from these criminals. So the criminals are going to hold on to their guns. They're still going to have them. They're still going to break in my house, and they're still going to shoot me with them. And guess who's going to be the one that suffers? It's going to be me. Well, I'm here to tell you tonight, it is not going to happen without a fight. And when I say fight, I don't mean shots fired. I don't mean fist thrown. I mean, I'm going to come down here to this city council and raise hell just like these loonies from the left do until you listen to the majority of the people in this city. And I am the majority. The majority of the people in this city are law-abiding. We are so excited. I met Mr. Robinson in the green room not far from here a few months ago, and he has agreed to come on America First. Mr. Robinson, welcome to America First. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Oops, we got another line of reader. Check that voice out. That man is going to give deep voice Dave a run for his money. Uh-huh. Uh, let, let's, let's talk about the fact. So let me, let me try and explain what I understand about the antecedents to your incredible speech Tell me what I got wrong and what I missed. So you're, you served in the Army Reserve. You've been, you, you're born and bred in North Carolina in Greensboro. Um, you didn't own a gun, but you spoke at this event passionately about the Second Amendment because the local council decided to close, to ban a gun show after the Parkland shooting, and you were interested in buying your first ever gun. Is that the is that why you did what you did? That's basically it. They were trying to shut down the gun show, and uh, when they found out they couldn't, that they didn't have the power, uh, they were trying. I think they were trying to put pressure on the Coliseum director because he's the only person who had that power, trying to put pressure on him to make uh, to make him do it, and uh, that's what that meeting uh, was for. So, what made you decide? I mean, had you ever spoken at a city council meeting before? I had one other time. So this is your second time? Yes. Had yes. you written that speech out? Absolutely not. I hadn't even planned <laughs> on speaking that night. Uh, I just I heard some comments made that night uh, in that hall that just infuriated me. 
and I decided that I had to go in there and say something about it. Um, why? Well, <clears throat> I just couldn't sit by and let those folks get away with it because they were talking about things uh, that had nothing to do with the issue at hand. And the issue at hand was uh, that the city council was making moves to punish law-abiding citizens for something a criminal had done in Florida. And not just a few law-abiding citizens, thousands right. of North Carolina law-abiding citizens. And uh, I just couldn't sit still and allow, allow that to happen. So I had to say something. How did they react? What was the reaction from the council? What was the reaction from the, the citizens around you? Uh, I remember clearly, uh, I remember walking up to the podium, and I remember the mayor looking at me and smiling. I think that she thought because of something gave her a clue that maybe I might be, you know, Oh, she was judging you based upon your I, skin color? I think so. She was smiling at me. I think she thought maybe here's one of mine coming up to give me Isn't something. Isn't that racist? Absolutely. I, and I get it all the time. So that, I, because you're black, you must be a Democrat. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the kind of vibe that I got from them uh, when so I they thought they up. thought you are going to be a friendly. You're going I, to be a gun grabber. Absolutely. And I wouldn't say that if it has had not happened to me so much in the past. But I always kind of recognize that because I have that political antenna. So, uh once I got in the zone, I, I don't even remember what they looked <laughs> like. Because you, you were in the zone. When you uh, watch that video, you're a man on a mission. A, absolutely. Uh, a friend of mine uh, in the audience told me, said that, that they were in shock. <laughs> and I, the thing I remember about leaving, when I remember leaving, I remember getting a standing ovation, arousing applause. applause. Uh, but that's about all I remember from that speech. It was just, I got actually got home. My wife asked me if I spoke, and I said, yeah. She asked me what I said, and I said, I don't remember. That's the good man upstairs, because I, th I think you were touched. That was Absolutely. inspiration, right? Absolutely. Inspiration. Yes, sir. Um, what do you do for a living? Oh, well, most of my working career I spent in manufacturing. Okay. Spent a little bit of time in restaurant uh, management, and uh, my wife and I owned a daycare for a while, but most of my working career I spent in manufacturing. I had actually had two jobs uh, snatched out from under me by NAFTA. Sure did. By NAFTA? Yes, yes. The thing that was supposed to be so good uh, for America, that I, trade deal that Obama gave us and Clinton loved and everybody else? Absolutely. It destroyed the furniture industry. For You were uh, in the furniture industry? Yes, uh, in, in North Carolina. Uh, some of it's coming back now, but uh, like I said, I've seen two jobs uh, sunk by NAFTA. Well, well, you have chosen a, a new career path. We're going to talk about it in the next segment, but I need to know in the, in the last two minutes we have here, Mr. Robinson, what was the reaction afterwards from from people you knew or the residents? What, what kind of feedback did you get after your incredible speech? Uh, it, it was fantastic, and it was immediate. Uh, right after that, I uh, got lots of messages on Facebook, uh, was contacted by one of my congressmen, and uh, just three days later, I was on uh, Fox and Friends. So, uh, I mean, we, we it, it was the, the, the outpouring was immediate and fantastic. Were, were you nervous? You don't seem like a nervous chap. Well, I actually, people say, well, you didn't look nervous, but you should have seen me from the waist down. My <laughs> leg was shaking. My legs were shaking like a rubber goose underneath that table uh, because I wasn't sure if I was saying the right things, you know, but I was just saying what I felt. Anything negative afterwards? Absolutely not. I've got, I've not gotten any negative feedback. You didn't lose uh, any friends? I have not lost. I, you know, I lost all of my uh, friends uh, politically uh, in my uh, battles on social media years before this. Uh, and um, most people know how I feel about things, and uh, they don't approach me uh, too much with any opposition because they know most of the time I'm just going to shut it down. I guess you've made a decision after your viral video. What are you doing right now, Mark Robinson? Well, for the last year and a half, I've been traveling, speaking, supporting the Constitution, supporting c conservative causes, uh, 
But uh, we made a decision um, after doing this for a year and a half that we need to make a, the next step. And the next logical step is to run for office. So we've decided to run for lieutenant governor of North Carolina. That's exciting. Um, why? Well, here it is, uh, twofold. Number one, uh, I feel like that the political landscape right now is ripe, not just for standard politicians, but for patriots. And that's our slogan for our campaign, patriots over politicians. That's great. Uh, and uh, because that's what we need. That's what this country needs in order to to save this nation from the socialist horde. And uh, it starts at the state level and the local level. And uh, that's the challenge that we're taking on. So that's the reason why I've stepped up and decided to run for office, because um, we see what's happening in this nation and we see what's happening in the great state of North Carolina. And we need to do something about it. What do you think of the last three years under President Trump? I think, you know, there's there's no adjective that can describe how pleased I am with the job that he's done. He is the first president in my lifetime who has kept just about every promise that he's made to the American people. And he would could keep all of them if we would get this uh, do-nothing Congress out of the way and uh, get them on board uh, with his programs. But uh, he is fantastic. He's doing exactly what the president of the United States should always do. And he's putting America first. And when they call him a racist, when they call him a bigot, what, how do you respond to that? It's ridiculous. There's no evidence of it whatsoever. President Trump has a long-standing tradition of, of being a, a fair and honest guy who's always treated everybody equally. You can go back and look through his business practices. You can look through his time on television and see this. Uh, and you can look at his time uh, in government and see it. This man's obviously not a racist. It's just the same old smear tactic, tactics that they use on the left. And that's one of them. So, the first one they throw out. So why is it that Democrats um, can always expect the support of our black brothers in America? Why is that? Well, you know, that 95 percent of, of, of black people in this country that vote Democrat, I why? think they, be, they become complacent. And I think a lot of them have become politically unaware. Uh, but I think President Trump is doing a very good job of changing that dynamic. You think it's changed? Are you Absolutely. seeing it change? Absolutely. The only thing you have to do is go to a Trump rally. And you, you see all kinds of people at these All things. colors. That's right, all colors. Oh, right. And, and talk to people. You know, uh, one of the things, the best things about, about running for lieutenant governor is the fact that I get to talk to so many people. Uh, and by and large, when I talk to those folks, so many people are in support of the things that President Trump uh is pushing. But how serious still, despite the last three years, is the threat to our Second Amendment rights, Mr. Robinson? It's extremely serious. Extremely serious. When you can have a political candidate stand on stage and say, hell yes, we're going to take away your uh, your, your right to own, to own guns, um, it's extremely serious. And some of these people may seem like buffoons, and they may seem like idiots, uh, but you got to look past them, and you got to look at the folks who are supporting these ideas. I mean, Beto O'Rourke came uh, just within a hair of beating uh, Ted Cruz down in Texas. So we got to take these folks serious, and we cannot lay back on our laurels. Just because President Trump has been elected, and it's looking like he's going to be reelected, we can't lay back and relax. We've got to continue to stamp and fight for the principles we believe in. In the last 30 seconds we've got with you, why should people support you in your run for lieutenant governor? They should support me for lieutenant governor because I'm pro-life, because I'm pro-ending indoctrination in our public schools, and uh, I'm pro-veteran and pro-law enforcement. And those are the things that we desperately need in North Carolina and around this country. So how do people support you and find out more about you, Mark Robinson? You can support me by going to my campaign website, markrobinsonfornc.com, or you can find me on Facebook at Mark Keith Robinson or Mark Robinson for NC. 
All right, so the website is markrobinson4nc.com. Yes, sir, markrobinson4nc.com. Well, you've got my support. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Very impressive man, and we are always here for you. That's what it's about. People who don't want to be grifters and become politicians to become millionaires, but people who are patriots first, and that's why they do it, because they want to fix the corruption. That's who Donald Trump is. And that's who this man is, Mark Robinson. Follow him on Twitter at Mark Robinson NC and support people like him around the country who know the threat. What did you call it? The socialist hordes. I love it. We're going to use that. The social. We've got to stop the socialist hordes. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.